If you have your Bible today, I want you to pick it up and say this after me. Maybe just lift your hand up and say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God, and I'm excited. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my soul is receptive, because I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living Word of God, and I will never be the same. Never, never, never in Jesus' name. John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31, the Bible says, Jesus performed many other signs, miracles, and wonders in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these were written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Wow. Today, I want to talk to you about miracles. This is a miracle message. I want to share a few stories, and I want to read a few scriptures. But this is the truth. Everybody in life needs a miracle at some point or another. You may need a miracle right now. You may need a miracle tomorrow, but one thing is for sure, one day you'll need a divine touch from your creator. And on earth, when this happens, we coin or call this a miracle. It's something that is not explicable by natural or scientific law. It's considered to be the work of a divine agency, a direct intervention of God in the world. When heaven invades earth, has anybody ever seen or witnessed a miracle? Sure you have. If you haven't seen a miracle, go home and look in the mirror because you are a miracle. And I want to talk about it. If your heart is still beating, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. But I want to say boldly, God still performs miracles. All through the Bible, we read miracle story after miracle story. It amazes me from Genesis through Revelation, almost on every page, we read the historical account of God's omnipotent power being manifested for the greater good of his people. Indeed, God is not sleeping. He's not dead. God is not struggling with the spirit of slumber. No, he is fully capable to do what he said he would do for you and your family. And friend, this should make somebody's frown be turned upside down. Are you with me? I want to say it Again, our God is a miracle worker, a way maker, a promise keeper. This makes us promise reapers, the recipients of God's goodness and grace. I'll calm down tomorrow, but today I feel like God sent me here on assignment to encourage your faith. What do miracles do? They prove God is real. Acts 2.22, men of Israel, 
Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you through miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him. Notice miracles are the accreditation of God through the ministry of man. And Jesus' ministry consisted of three categories. Matthew 10, 38, he preached, he healed, and he cast out devils. He communicated and then he demonstrated, just like we're going to do today. Matthew 4, 23, miracles was Jesus' greatest evangelistic tool. They saw miracles and they followed the man. Why? Because the signs pointed to a higher power, which left them wondering, how in the world did that happen? I'll tell you how it happened. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. And miracles prove God is real. Break out your Bible. Read the book of Acts. The ministry of the Holy Spirit moving through man. Hallelujah. Number two, I want you to see miracles release the presence and power of God. Meaning, if you've ever seen a miracle firsthand, it makes you want to fall down and worship. It messes you up, man. I'm telling you, miracles manifest the presence of God. I've seen miracles, and every time I see a miracle, it moves me. Many, many times I I fall down on my knees and I worship. I worship because I'm like, wow, I cannot believe what my eyes have just behold. God is still in the miracle working business. And when God moves, it moves people to worship him. It releases his presence. Number three, miracles build your faith for what God wants to do through you in the future. Whatever you have overcome in your life through the blood of Jesus Christ, it gives you a greater authority in ministry. Friend, it builds your faith. If you've seen God do it one time, you have faith for him to do it again. And this is why I love older people. Why? Because they've been through some stuff. They've suffered, and suffered ratifies your ministry. Ratify means to confirm. Miracles confirm your ministry, just like Jesus. If you've walked with Jesus for any period of time, you know that you need Jesus. How does people make it without Jesus? Because in this life, you will suffer affliction. But rejoice because God will deliver you from them all. Miracles prove God is real. Miracles release the presence and power of God. But number three, they prosper your faith. Miracles build your faith. And Hebrews eleven six goes on to say, Without faith, it is impossible To please God. Why? Because God loves it when his kids live a life of total dependency upon him. As I always say, the worst place that you could ever be is in a place where you need no faith. Why? Because no faith equals no breakthrough. No faith equals no miracles, no mighty moves of God. No faith, you won't see God move or do anything. So everybody say, God... Increase my faith. 
Luke 17, 3. Notice, tears don't make God happy. They don't move His hand. Weeping and sobbing and shouting, they don't necessarily make God happen, happy. No, only faith in God's Word releases the raw power of God into your specific situations. Hebrews 11.6 goes on to say, For anyone who comes to God must believe that He exists and He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So if you need a miracle, here's what Hebrews 11.6 says to do. Three quick steps if you need a miracle today. Number one, have faith. Have faith. Have faith in God. F.F. Bosworth said, it is impossible to boldly claim by faith a blessing that you are not fully sure of. We have to know the will of God for our life, and when we do, we can rest assured that it will come to pass. Every word will in Jesus' name. So I have to ask, what would your prayer life look like if you boldly approach God's throne of grace? What would it look like if you began to approach God's throne with great grace and boldness? This is one of my favorite verses, Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who was unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Therefore, let us, here we go, therefore, let us approach God's throne of grace with great confidence that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. The King James says, boldly, this is what Jesus did, WWJD, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. The son of God he was, yes, but he learned obedience from what he suffered. Hebrews 5, 7, and 8. So what if we did what Jesus did? Jesus is our model. Do you need a miracle? Pray like Jesus prayed and have faith in your heavenly father today. Number two, if you need a miracle, you've got to have faith in God. Yes, but you got to go to God. Help me preach Holy Ghost. So many people go to God is a last resort. They go to mama. They go to daddy. They go to the doctor. They, they go to the banker. And all of these are good things, but there is one greater. And his name is God. Go to God first and foremost. I don't care what the bottom line of your bank account says. God is faithful. Bow your knee and go to God boldly today. You've got to have faith in God, but you've got to go to God. You've got to go to God. And number three, you have to believe that God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Friend, you've got to believe God is the rewarder. God is not the author in sickness of disease. He's not the author of sorrow. He didn't send that stuff into your situation. No, Jesus didn't come to steal, kill, and destroy. He came to give you life. So don't blame the Lord for something Satan has done. Or even more so, don't blame the Lord for something that you have done. 
Jesus didn't send the problem. Jesus was sent to save you from the problem. So diligently seek him and his wisdom. And when you do, I'm telling you, the God of miracles will manifest among you. I know many of you believe in miracles. If you believe, may this moment be a vaccination to build your spiritual immune system. If you don't believe, I pray by the end of this podcast that you would not only believe, but you would receive an anointing to break the yoke of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Others of you may doubt because you don't understand. And the truth is, I don't understand either because I'm, if I understood everything completely, I would be God and I'm not God. He is. Therefore, I have faith in him. Somebody say, hallelujah. This is what I've discovered. The reason why most people don't believe in miracles is because they've never needed one. If someone didn't believe the gift of healing was available for today and they were diagnosed with disease, suddenly they become a believer. Real quick, no one who truly wants to live will deny prayer in the midst of testing and trial and sickness. No one. I'm telling you, I've got so many stories, but I'm reminded a few years ago, I'm with an Indian pastor friend of mine in Queens, New York, who knew a very affluent Muslim restaurant owner who was diagnosed with a rare lung disease, and nobody knew about about his situation, including his family. But he heard that Jesus heals sick people. So he reached out to my pastor friend, and when he closed the restaurant around midnight, we pulled up, and he got into the passenger side of the car. We cut the block and found a parking spot, which was a miracle, and we shared the gospel with him. My friend had built a a relationship with him over the years, and whenever this man was sick, he was diagnosed with disease, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know who to talk to. But he, he went to, to my pastor friend, and ultimately he went to God. And we shared the gospel with him and led him in the sinner's prayer and asked God to touch his body. And guess what? God did. No joke. I can see the scenario in my mind. I wish I had it on video. I was sitting in the back, and it was dark, and we're downtown New York City, and this this brother was broken and scared. He didn't know what was going to happen if he died, and in the moment of tragedy, he was awakened to the reality of the hope of heaven, Jesus Christ, and Jesus touched his body that night, and we heard a few weeks later that he was 100% healed, and I believe that he's saved today in Jesus. Jesus name. See, the Holy Spirit, you might want to write this down. Definitely don't forget it. The Holy Spirit is a healing spirit. And when he is present, nothing is impossible. Did you hear me? Nothing. Apart from the Holy Spirit, I can't do anything, but with him, I can do all things. And when he is in the house, nothing is impossible to those who believe. So do you need a miracle today? Maybe not. Will you need a miracle tomorrow? 
Maybe, I'm telling you, somewhere along this journey, you're going to need God to show up and show off in your situation. But definitely, you can pray for others to receive a divine touch from God. You can believe. If they don't believe, trust me, you can have faith. You can preach the word and you can pray. And supernaturally, the Holy Spirit will show up and do what you could could never imagine or dream. Hallelujah. Lift your hands today. I want to pray over you and your family. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the miracle man. You left heaven and you came to our home to bring healing to our spirit, our mind, body, soul. You came to give us strength supernaturally. So I lift up every person that is listening to this podcast today. And I speak a blessing over them today. This is a miracle message. And you are a miracle worker. So I pray that you would intervene into their situation and give them great victory. Whatever it is, large or small, it doesn't matter. I pray that you would move in a mighty way in their life, and we will give you the praise, both now and forevermore, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Share this podcast with somebody that needs a miracle, and God will do it. He's faithful, I'm telling you, he will do it, in Jesus' name. I'll see you next week. God bless you. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org.